You know what? What? We have been getting bongs for a long time off the internets. And if you, where do you go to do that? My favorite online headshot. What's it called? www.dankgeek.com. And I'm saying dank. Dank. Like the dankiest of dinks. The dankiest of geeks. Yes. Dank Geek has been a longtime supporter of the Stoner Mom. They're one of my very first supporters. I love them. They're awesome. Excellent customer service. Everyone can attest to. Yeah. Um, fast shipping. He's got a great selection. And they are now carrying vaporizers. Yeah, they are. So if you have been in the market for a vaporizer, if you've been watching me get totally stoned off of some portable piece. Or a desktop piece like the Volcano. Does he sell that? Yes. Oh my gosh, you guys. You got to head over there. And just like any in real life store, like a smaller boutique store, way better customer service and friendly attitude. Yes. So head on over to dankgeek.com and check out their amazing selection. We love them. We love them. And we always will. And we always will. They're in our hearts forever. Forever. And don't forget, if you bust your piece, if you just take a picture of it. If you bust your piece with your face, like like your friend, my best friend just recently did. Yep. She fell down on it. She just took a little picture, a snappity snapshot. And you say, help me. Dank geek. Dinky. You got to call them out. And then, boom, you get a discount to get you back up and going. Because you know what? They have sympathy for people whose dogs are barking in their backyard <laughs> during commercial filming. Yes, taping. they sure do. <laughs> Check them out. That's www.dankgeek.com. We love you, Dank Geek. Listening to Mom and Dad are Stoned, a podcast for responsible cannabis users. <laughs> what the fuck was that? It's okay. He was he was scratching. He was scratching his inner ear and he was doing that. <laughs> I'm the Stoner Mom from thestonermom.com, and I'm joined by my amazing and awesome co-host, Blavid. Hello. Hi, Blavid. He's also my husband. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm your husband. Um, we are parents to four and legal cannabis users in the great state of Colorado. Yeah, we are. USA. USA. What's up, guys? Welcome to Mom and Dad are Stoned. It's, it's Halloween today where we are recording this podcast. It is, and it's cold. And it's it is early. Cold. And it is early. We're doing this at the break of break of dawn. You just dropped. Whoa, we got a running dog here cruising behind us what are you doing okay our dog's done eating now (laughs) (laughs) he did his uh gingerly taking tiny petite scoops out and looking out the window while crunching while crunching them and looking like off into the distance (laughs) it's the weirdest thing in the world dogs typically put their face in the bowl eat until it's gone yeah but not our dog no (laughs) Our dog, no. he takes little samples he out. He has to take his time. Yeah. And petite, look, now he's rubbing his face all over the carpet. <laughs> I guess that's how he wipes his face. 
Anyway, he's such a weirdo. So, um, good morning. What are you? Are you smoking weed this morning? I am on this fine, cold autumn morning. I'm smoking Joya's weed. What it's kind of weed is it? Do you know? Boss OG. How does it make you feel? Well, makes me feel good, but I just got a wave of ugh. It's eight twenty-five. Like you're tired. Oh, you want to go back to I bed? Should go back to bed, and I'm drinking coffee. Yeah, drink that coffee. I need more. So um, let's go over. Let's head over right now to Slayer's Corner. Slayer's Den. Slayer's Den, where the Slayers live, and they. So who's lounging in the Slayer's Den today? Well, lots of lots of them. You want to read them off? Chad and Terry. Mm -hmm. Who else? You can go. Oh, we'll go back and forth. Catherine. Megan. Hi, Mom. Podcast. Beth Ann. Catherine. Uh, That's a different Catherine. Katie. Katie, good eye. <laughs> good eye, Katie. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Your turn. Uh, well, I kind of stole yours. Jody. And then you can do the last one. And Texas Mama Meg. Sorry, we forgot you last week. Texas Mama Meg is awesome, Lisa. and she's a patron, and we love her. Our Slayers are our patrons, so if you want to become a patron of ours, the mom and dad are stoned. Podcast, go to patreon.com slash madaz, M A D A S. Do it because you know how Patreon works. You go over there, you pledge an amount. It could be as little as a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, our thing is for one dollar, you get to hear this podcast one day early before everybody else in the world does. If you pledge up to five dollars, then you get exclusive bonus content as well that we record prior to the show, which we now call the pre show every week. And I think it's fun. And um, there you go. Maybe so we go, should call it a pr- the pre-roll. Yeah, let's call it the pre-roll. Because that's a stoner thing and, and a video thing yeah. and a podcast thing. And it's thing. technically correct. So now it's called the pre-roll. Oh, bitch. Yes. In your face. <laughs> so head over to Patreon.com and sign up. Patreon.com forward slash M-A-D-A-S. Okay. Anyway. That's Patreon.com. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Hey, all right, media, media time. We're going to talk time. we're going to talk about media time today. We're going to talk about a weird show that we started watching out of nowhere and it's called The Expanse on Sci-Fi. Sci-fi. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. And this yeah. week we've been talking a lot about Interstellar. What are you going to say? What do you have to say? That's what I thought. That's right. Yeah. Yes, we can watch Sci-Fi. Yeah, we can watch that. I mean, isn't Game of Thrones kind of sci-fi? It's fantasy. Well. Which is definitely up there on the dork scale. Right. Well, now we're watching another dork show called The Expanse. Sort of watching it. We're basically just... I mean, we're going to be playing D&D. Wait, are we going to be playing D&D, you said? Yeah. Okay. That we like I could get into that, I guess. Cthulhu and all that. Wait, cook what? <laughs> oh, Cthulhu. <laughs> Is that a thing? That's a thing, right? Yeah, that's the uh, what's his face? You I know, have really absorbed gonna... so much D D from info from this podcast I listen to. Which one? Um stuff to blow your mind. Oh yeah? 
it's one of the, yeah, they always make D&D references and mostly to like the different monsters, mm-hmm. um, which are always fascinating to hear about. And you're always like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's icky sounding. So, yeah, there you go. We're going to start playing D&D. You're going to be the dungeon master. I'm going to be a druid. Okay. Does that sound fun? Does, I don't think I can really do anything that takes hours to do. I know. I mean, plus, I think you got to like. It's basically like doing the stoner mom. You got to like write stories. Yeah, and I know. need fast, fast games. What we could, what we could <laughs> no do, thinking. we could play D&D just with like off the things from the stoner mom website. You know what I would have? <laughs> what? I would have like the monster book or whatever. Yeah. I and had I the monster book. Look, and I, I would look at it. That's all I got it for. Because they had yeah. all, I mean, it had cool illustrations exactly. of weird monsters, scary ass monsters. Right? Do you read about them and stuff? Oh, and, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I want one of those. They are cool. There's that one that's like a floating ball made of eyes or some shit. Ew. <laughs> With giant teeth. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I'll pull up a picture of it. It's scary. <laughs> Anyway, so stop tempting me with it's very cool. I'm gonna get that for you for Christmas. The monster book, monster guide. Okay. I bet it's cool now. Okay, um, the expanse. So, what is the expanse, and why do we want to watch it? Okay, so the podcast I um, I just love. I've loved it for a while. Stuff to blow your mind. It's one of the stuff you should know podcasts. They have a whole bunch. Uh, there's like a women's studies one. There's there's fucking so many of them. But anyway, oh, there's a conspiracies one. But this one, stuff to blow your mind, is like a science one. And it's great. It's so good. I love it. Topics are insane. Ew! <laughs> David's showing me horrible pictures of... That's the monster. See the eyes? Look, it's got tentacles with eyes on the ends of them. And it's got a big, scary, open mouth. With teeth. <laughs> Look at all these crazy monsters. I don't want to. There's an owl beast. Look at that snake thing. Owl beast. Look, it's that a- sounds like some shit I would make. Up. All right, this is the owl beast. <laughs> okay, that's not <laughs> very <laughs> deep. All right, okay. sorry about that. So go back to what you were saying. <laughs> what were you saying? Okay, I love this show because I mean they have full on like it's a science based show, and I mean. We're talking everything from like, oh God, just everything. I've learned about like um, the earth pre-fire. Um, What's that mean? You know, there was a time on earth before fire existed. Oh, okay. And um, they have like two parts on that. And um, what else? All sorts of like psychology and um brain stuff anyway whatever i don't but the show yeah sorry is so about- I, was, I was listening to one episode about inter uh stellar warfare um and they used this series and book called the uh well the book is not called the expanse but the series is called the expanse and um as they're jumping off point because the expanse is like the first and kind of only presentation of a um you know outer space war based on a pre-9-11 reality so things like star wars and battlestar galactica and like all of the things that we already have are based on like um 
wars that we like World War Two and like the Vietnam War and stuff. And um, so just inherently, they're going to be like they're completely nonsensical from a science point of view. Right. Right. And yeah, they don't follow any laws of physics or anything. Right. Um, or or. Yeah. Anyway, which so is fine. The podcast I listened to was talking about the expanse as, um, yeah, being kind of like a first look or or whatever into how war, like between planets, might actually look or start out. And so, um, we've just been watching the show, but I also read like the whole book like synopsis. I'm really thinking about getting it. Yeah. The first book, at least. I got to tell you, like, so far, the things that you've told me about the show That's, make the show interesting it's for me. interesting. But watching the show, I got to be honest, is hard because I don't know. Like, they just veer off on crazy things sometimes and start talking about. So you're like, what What are we talking about? Well, now? I feel like. Yeah, like you got to read the wiki, dude. Yeah. Like, of, and just like read the book and like or like read what the book is about. That way, when you hear these conversations between these weirdos and be like okay this is leading up to this um like the one the thing i have the hardest time following is the lady on earth the indian lady yes like i don't know what the fuck yeah like last night there was something with her and some dude and i think he's like somehow an ambassador to mars or something and i don't know what happened but it's something along the lines of Without giving everything away <clears throat> or talking for an hour, there was this thing that happened and they're blaming the Martians, yeah. but but it wasn't the Martians. No. And I think she, he said, said something about it and then she was behind him and then she discredited it and said, there's no way it could have been the Martians. Because and then now he's banned from Mars, that dude, that older dude. He's banned from Mars. Why? What was he saying about Mars? I don't know. But I think like what happened was if I follow it piece it together in my brain the best I can he came to her and was like this thing that happened maybe it was the." but I felt like she kind of like instigated to make him think that like well it had to be the Martians so um they're they're now blaming everything on the OPA right which is the outer planets alliance those are the belters. And they are, well, sort of, not really. Oh. Well, I mean, they are, but they're also labeled on Earth and I guess on Mars as a terrorist organization. Oh, man. Um, and I don't know how accurate that is um, because, you know, they're setting up that one chick as like a terrorist and all of this. And we don't. It's, I'm pretty clear since I read what the series is about that that shit ain't true. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does it follow the book the way you. Yeah. Think? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, like, and I get all that, but the only reason I understand it is because you kind of, like, gave me the overview. If I hadn't had that overview, I'd be like, what are these people talking about? Like, probably half the time. So that lady probably just wanted to reveal this guy as a something, you know? Well, what happened? Well, yeah, she, and then she's a manipulator Double for sure. back and be like, no. Yeah, because as she was presenting the facts mm-hmm. to the United Nations... They said something and she was like, oh, yeah, there's no way this was Mars because all they were doing was taking inventory of their missiles or something and blah, blah, blah. And then that guy who started it all, he was like, now they're calling me an alarmist and now I'm banned from Mars. So anyway, people. But the the sense I get is like and the show is like 
people love Mars. Like even the Indian lady who's in charge of a lot of stuff, she was even talking about our plan is to retire on Mars. And like, it's like, wow, man, Mars must be some cool place. Yeah, the idea is, you know, we've already explored our solar system, Mm -hmm. so we don't have any enemies. We already know that. So in this uh, story, we've colonized Mars and you can look at the history of how uh, um, colonial societies have interacted with the masters Mm -hmm. (laughs) and how over time uh, that's changed in America is, you know. Yeah. A picture of that. Right. So anyway, it's good. It's realistic. It cool. um, I don't know. I don't know if it's good, but the story's yeah. good. I mean, the science is cool. Like they took one guy from the asteroid belt and brought him to Earth and his body couldn't handle the gravity. So they were trying to get information out of him by just hanging him, him up. In, yeah, gra- <laughs> and he's like, oh, and the gravity's like sucking him to the floor. But he's like hanging from the wall. So the people on the belt are like elongated and thin. Yeah. Because they have whatever gravity, whatever. All but right. the, but I also one last thing I do like that the people on Mars they call them Martians. Uh, people that have been in it. That fucking dude that played King whoever oh, yeah. George, King George in the Crown, and he was also in Mad Men yeah. for a while. That David guy's in something. it. I can't remember his last name. Yeah, I like that guy in everything I like I've him ever too. seen him. Me too. Um, he's in it. And then we saw the dude, Mike Ermentrout. Yeah, Mike Ermentrout. But I was in the shower, so I didn't see oh, him. Oh, my God, we got to go back and but watch I, that But I heard David hollering that Mike Ermentrout was crying. Yeah, he was crying. He was going nuts. And I think his deal was, like, they walked into his room and he's kind of loose. I don't know who he is in the show, but he's standing. He had taken all his plants and dumped them on the floor, so there's dirt on the floor. And he's standing there in his underwear in the dirt, and he's got a gun. And he's freaking out, and obviously it's like, he just wants to be on Earth again. He misses Earth. Mm. He's out in space. So anyway, that's The Expanse. It's I know we didn't give Sorry. you a lot of info on it, but, as fuck. but check it out. We've been watching it. Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. We don't know either. We don't either. <laughs> you know what I want to say? Oh, okay. What do you want to say? We do know that interstellar warfare is not something we need to be afraid of. Yeah. Because that shit ain't happening. Because it's like time. impossible. Oh, plus it's impossible. It's like seriously impossible you guys what do you want to talk about today we're today we're talking about the stoner stigma bitches what does that mean we're going to talk about the changing stigma of the marijuana user yeah the marijuana user marijuana okay okay that sounds fun let's do it let's talk about it Okay, hi, what's up? We're back. We're First back. of all, I feel like we're segregated in the stoner stigma. What do you mean? Because we're in Colorado and like yeah. this whole community is like not, it's just not really stigmatized here. Yeah, it's not the norm. I mean, it's different all over. It's a weird time right now. We yeah, know. I just feel like it's very acceptable. Yeah. Kind of in Colorado and in our personal community. But... And the other thing is, I really avoid uh, the internet, believe it or not. Yeah. And so, um, like, fighting or, like, hearing all the negative, like, marijuana stigma stuff, I don't really see it ever. Just simply because I don't put myself there. Yeah. 
but I think that it actually exists. I think so it gonna, does too. We're going to talk about that. I like it. I'm ready. Let's dive right in. Should we talk about um, what the general, the, the bad stigma is? Yeah. Let's talk about the stereotype. Okay. So what is the um, out of date stereotype of the stoner? Chink, Cheech and Chong. Oh dear. Yeah. You're right. Right. Like, you know, lazy doesn't, Take care of themselves hygienically. Oh, man. Doesn't yeah. have a job. Sleeps on the mom's couch all day. Gets high constantly. Eats constantly because of, <laughs> they have the munchies constantly. <laughs> listens to reggae music. Has losing brain cells. Losing brain cells. Can't talk right because they're so stupid and they talk like this, man. Right? Yeah, that's terrible. I know, but that's I how they're that. that's how stoners are portrayed in where they were portrayed in movies and stuff. Remember? Remember in Zootopia? Yeah. Fucking Cheech or Chong, one Chong. of the two was but, one of was the water buffalo looking motherfucker. With flies with out. flies around him. But he knew everything. He did, because he's a stoner. <laughs> He was like, yeah, man. And he had, he remembered everything. Like, yeah, don't you remember? He would come in every Tuesday at five o'clock. He seemed like a quake. Yeah. Remember he drove that car? Uh, license plate number was. Da, da, da. Yeah, but he's covered in flies while he's right. making this fucking dissertation. Right. And talking like, yeah, man. So, so fuck you. Zutopia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, your drug in there was made with plants under grow lights. I mean, I want to say that, yes, people can be that way. And they can be that way just naturally, you guys. Yeah. And it can have nothing to do with marijuana. You know, character is something that isn't really um, impacted by marijuana use. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. So... Someone who has the character of a, you know, lazy, using emmer effer yeah. is like, that's that's their character. They weren't raised right. They ain't yeah. acting good. And it doesn't really have anything to do with pot. Exactly. Um, because if it did, how do you explain more than half of the country using marijuana and not acting that way for example the woman who's talking right now that's right and her husband that's right um and basically every single person i know who uses marijuana i don't know lazy fucked up potheads because i'm a 30 something year old woman i don't hang out with people with you know a lazy ass character exactly so it's just it's so ridiculous anyway it is ridiculous and i mean i think that I don't know where I guess it was just a lazy thing to do to start pinning this whole stigma on people back maybe in the 70s, I guess. But um, that's not the way it is today. Well, no, we can talk about Hearst because um, he was the guy that made all of the propaganda about marijuana that we know as far as the media, you know what I mean? Yes. So like you can look up all these old timey articles about pot or books or pamphlets. Not kidding. You guys, the women that use marijuana are fucking whores. They are portrayed as 
you're going to get raped and you're, it's your fault. And, and you just become a loose, nasty, slutty woman. And it's like the most offensive shit you could ever imagine. And it's kind of hilarious. Um, so yeah, that all existed. Um, and the, you know, it's interesting when we talk about this, this stigmatized, um, stoner persona of the, yeah, it's a guy. Okay. Yeah. It's not a woman no. because, um, yeah, that went a woman using marijuana is just like, fuck no. Yeah. That just can't happen. That can't, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so today let's, we have some different ways that, um, the stigma in quotes has changed, especially here, you know, in Colorado, but, you know, I follow and watch a lot of people all over, um, the States where it's becoming completely normalized, like Washington and Oregon, right? Oregon and fucking, um, Nevada now and California is about to go, um, full wreck. <laughs> anyway, I just think it's hilarious that Colorado is ahead of California. I know, anyway, right? I'm and I sorry. think so too. It's, it's just crazy. so weird. It is weird. <laughs> I have to admit, it's a little crazy. But, um, like, why? All right. So, next, we've got seven ways that the stigma is changing. All right. Let's hear them. Number one, grown ups use marijuana. They do? Yeah. Okay. What do you have to say about that? Because I'm about to smoke weed. Okay. Well, (laughs) I think here's what I think. I'm a grown up. I think in our lives um, and our interactions with other adults mainly occurs in the school area. Yeah. But, you know, also like going out in your daily community business. So like. Oh, yeah. At work or whatever. Yeah. And uh, there's people who are parents that you know who you may not even realize are marijuana users or cannabis users. There's no, there's not even any might, you guys. There, there yeah. are so, I mean, the per, the chance that the people in your workspace um, are close to or do themselves, close to someone or do themselves, you know, use cannabis. It's just so high. Like, Here, here's the. We here, all do. And then everybody here grows it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Know. And here's the number one thing you'll hear here in Colorado. Um, oh, yeah. So do you do you smoke weed? Um, I, I don't because it just doesn't agree with me. But my but, but my wife does. And uh, or, you know, oh, and or, also I grow it. Yeah. And also I grow it. <laughs> um, but you'll also it's funny because here be, because of the laws. People are way more apt now to just volunteer voluntarily tell you, oh, yeah, on the weekends I smoke weed or when I get off work. I smoke." I mean, they still go out of their way to let you know that they're not high right now um, at work. But, you know, they are very open about, oh, yeah, yeah. I mostly just like I only like edibles or I went to the dispensary here and there. People actually want to tell you that they've been to a dispensary and what their favorite one is. It's kind of interesting because it's fun and cool. And yeah. yeah. But they also, you know, they're just, they'll volunteer their information, which before would be like, no, I never, I would never. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then you go home and you're like, oh, my God, this person totally said they smoke weed with your husband. I you know. know. Stone or work stone. Gross. Uh, what the hell? That doesn't happen Well, I anymore. guess the kids can't go there anymore. Uh, gross. Yeah. That doesn't happen. It's anymore. not really like that anymore. Yeah. So our main point here is just that you really, there's no way to look at a person and 
out here really and know for sure if they use marijuana right. or don't. There's just no way. So you can be looking at some old ass woman at Hobby Lobby oh, yeah. stocking her cart full of Christian, you know, artwork. She's definitely a stoner. Well, I mean, she's probably <laughs> taken some gummies sometimes. Yeah, for, for her sure. pains. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh my god. And when you go to a dispensary, there's all kinds of people clamoring to like, I've never been here before. Explain everything to me. I want to buy one of everything. They want to just. They're so curious. Yeah, and you know the nature of this is that it's really only available to grown ups, and yeah. you have to have money to like get it yeah. and stuff. And so an ID. it's like, and an ID. Yeah. So. There you go. It's not like when you enter any sort of marijuana related place that everybody looks a certain a way. certain way. It just is not that way at all. Not it, at all. Except for maybe the head shop, which is slow to yeah. ev- ev- what is evolve. It? Evolve. Yeah. The head shop. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're a hundred percent right there. Because like you still walk into a head shop. I mean, like some of them get it, and, and you hear so, the yeah. N word on the speakers, oh, yeah, and you're yeah. like, whoa, okay. And there's green and red everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's still you're right. But there are probably two percent of them have figured it out. And they're like, we're going to sell glass that costs three thousand dollars. But no, you here's, know? here's the deal. The places that we're talking about that we go to that we love, yeah. for instance, where we get our HVY yeah. pieces. <laughs> that place is hilarious. I mean, they'll always be playing some full on hardcore rap. Oh, and there'll always be posters that you can buy in the display thing where you like shuffle through them and they're half naked ladies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Titties, marijuana covering the nipples. Their, yep. <laughs> uh, why? Anyway, um, but the deal is those places sell super expensive stuff. Yeah. I mean, like hella expensive products. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, that are just one of a kind, all handmade. And it's just, um, Anyway, it's crazy. But it yes, yeah, those places are slow to change. Yeah. So we got off. We got off on a headshot. Sorry about that. All right. What's another one? OK. Another reason. There are now um, exclusively like medical users and you can't call those people stoners, you know. Right. Because these are I mean, do you know what that's like calling somebody who uses, you know, takes a Zoloft every day yeah. as prescribed a fucking junkie or something. You it's like, junkie. dude, no, like this is the medicine that I take and I yeah. take it in a highly sophisticated way. Yeah. And you are actually outing yourself as a complete uneducated dork by thinking otherwise exactly. and labeling some sick ass combat veteran as um a stoner yeah fuck you that's not cool okay so. not at all and, or maybe <laughs> i don't know maybe you have cancer yeah and you know you're trying to relieve your pain of you know dying from taking and so you cannabis. take this stuff um as a tincture that's literally like a dropper of liquid that you put in your mouth and then it helps you and you're a stoner are you kidding me fuck you that's yeah that's Offensive. So, like, people don't get the huge amount. I mean, it's just so um, because it's something that we can do for recreation and for right. medicinal purposes. It's just confusing. It is to people. You know what I yeah, mean? I get that. And yeah. so, we just really have to change this idea that people that are using marijuana are predominantly using it to get stoned. Yeah. Um, 
Because it's just not the case. It's not the case. And, you know. And and the the person that's using it medicinally during the day at night may very well choose to get stoned. Yeah. And then consume marijuana in a different way. Yeah. And therefore get stoned. Hello. That's me. Like every like, you know, work on duty mom day. For sure. It's like I'm not walking around stoned out of my mind. But I sure am hell fucking medicating during the day um, to make sure that I'm not in some crazy depressive state in or front of my children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, if I choose to maybe get high in the night with my husband after my kids are asleep and watch the expanse. <laughs> oh my God, that's so dangerous. Oh my gosh. Watch out. Who am I hurting? Yeah. Who might be hurting that grilled cheese sandwich when you're eating it, but that's about it. Anyway, Exactamundo. And uh, medical, um, another thing about medical is <laughs> it helps a lot of people with chronic pain, with PTSD, even though we don't call it, we're supposed to call it PTS now because it's not a disorder. Um, and cancer, of course, and even epileptic seizures in children. We've seen a lot of... Uh, information coming out on how cannabis can help to reduce uh, or eliminate epileptic seizures in children. And you're starting to see here in Colorado a few doctors who are actually taking on those cases and uh, helping to prescribe the right amount uh, of dosage. So Two little ass kids. Yep, mostly CBD, obviously. but um, And it helps them reduce and eliminate epileptic seizures, which is amazing. So, yeah, let's not take away medicine from children that need it. Yeah, it's just we're just now starting to find ways to make their lives normal. People, parents are straight moving to Colorado to be able to treat their children. Yep. Legally and hopefully without fear. But who knows in our current political state? We don't know. We we don't know. (laughs) Okay. You guys, y'all better be ready. Exactly. I'll be ready to go back into hiding. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, next. That's uh, not the point of this episode at all. Yeah. <laughs> We're changing the stigma. Um, but speaking of stigmas, there's actually uh, the opposite of the stoner stigma now, and it's a high-end hobbyist. Yes. So I like to compare it to the craft beer movement that hipster dudes are known for with their beards (laughs) and their flannel and their tight pants and their mustaches and their mustaches. That's right. Okay. And how, um, you know, they have some dumb shit and opinion about beer. Yeah. Fine. Okay. That's okay. Whatever. Dude, in Colorado, you guys... It is beer fucking central. Yeah. We have, it's insane. We have like the highest amount of breweries yes. or some shit like that. And, and tap rooms. Places like Fort fucking Collins, where, huh? Yeah. Have like <laughs> the thousand breweries or some shit. It's insanity. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like right up the street, right? Oddly enough, <laughs> right up the street next to our neighborhood dispensary is a brewery place, like a home brew place and yeah. tap room. So, oh, yeah. We have all sorts of those types of places yeah. where people can um, brew their own stuff. And then I'm talking like, like even 10 years ago when I married my first husband, we had like special uh, uh, custom craft beer 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like of it was a thing then. Yeah. Anyway. But that's so, how it is with marijuana or, or with cannabis. That's totally becoming cannabis now. I mean, it is. There are people that use marijuana that are total hipster snobs. <laughs> they're pheno, pheno hunters is what they're called. They have some flower. opinion that is basically better than yours yes. and ours. Yes. It is. <laughs> Or they only, you know, use special concentrates that cost $90 a gram or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, that's the, it. The, yeah. Well, and then the methods that the whole process that's used to create whatever you're. Oh, no. You I, know. Don't, I don't smoke flour. Yeah, no, sorry. That stuff is that's uh, for, for cancer. That's for the commons. Okay. Yeah. I only dab and I only dab with CO2 extracted sugar wax. What? <laughs> so yeah asshole. I know. so i don't know stoners with a hundred bucks in their pocket that go out and buy uh, a gram of concentrates who are lazy and sitting on the couch all day without a job so there you got to be employed to make that scrizzle scratch so you can go out and buy your favorite expensive concentrates to smoke in your high dollar vaping pen seriously you guys come on this stuff ain't cheap people so yeah that is a whole subset now it is. So that's new. That's new. <laughs> Something we didn't have before. Can I just say, I, I want to say, yeah. Um, when I started the Stoner Mom, so we're going to say like maybe in 2014, I read an article and I apologize. I don't remember. It, maybe it was GQ, but it was really written clearly by a very pompous asshole. <laughs> it was a man and he was talking about using cannabis. And this article was like, it was very surprising to me because it was like very early 2000s, right? Yeah. And it was like a major publication, but it was online. So I don't know if it actually was like in paper, but like all these different ways to use, you know, marijuana that you should be using marijuana. This bitch said, cut your marijuana up with a fucking butcher knife, like on a cutting board. <laughs> he said the bong reeks of the unemployed. He said that. And I was like, I hate this oh motherfucker. My God. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I mean, yeah. I, wow. So that was Not back cool. then. Okay. Not cool. Early 2000s that this um, super annoying high end, I guess you have to be rich, which basically means you have to be white. You know what I mean? Yes. To use this stuff. No. But anyway, whatever. That's redonkulous. It was kind of funny. <laughs> right. Okay. So the next one is cutting that shit on the cutting board. Why? <laughs> like to grind it finely, you would do this and blah blah blah. You're an idiot. <laughs> and buy this special cutting marijuana been, cutting knife. People have been breaking up weed since the dawn of time, you right. stupid motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I know when Dev and Doug came out here, Doug was like, um, why do you grind it? I just tear it up and put it in there. I mean, like he couldn't even he thought the grinder was probably <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. We are pompous. We're not pompous. Hey, we get this shit for free. I know. <laughs> it's like we would never buy this stuff. We might buy a good grinder. Hell and no. Um okay. I would buy a grinder. Yeah. It's actually one of the first things we got. But yeah. but yeah, having multiple grinders and stuff. Okay, anyway. Or an electric grinder. <laughs> yeah. That kind of stuff. That was given to me. Okay. Anyway, the next thing is it's it's very common. It's very common that uh, to smoke weed, right? The next reason 
the stigma is changing is because, yes, it is super common now. According to the Pew Research Center, almost yes. half, half, Has? almost Has? half, almost half of all adult Americans have used marijuana in their lifetime. That's half. At least the ones that admit it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's everybody's doing it. And I think that's obviously, like we said earlier, just because of the changing laws in our fine. Uh, wonderful states wonderful everywhere. State. Yeah. The union. The, you know. And people are going to be spreading the word, you know, and anyway. Anyway, so it's getting out there, but he, like, admit it, admit it. And Did the, a dog fart? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that is that the smell of the unemployed <laughs> marijuana user coming out of your bong? Or is that a dog fart? <laughs> <laughs> um, gross. This <laughs> is so fucking disgusting. You know, one last thing I wanted to add to that is when I was doing a little bit of research on this, I read that Pew Research Center article and it was funny because it said even President Barack Obama admitted that he had smoked cannabis. Yeah. So boom. And of course, so did Bill. He just said, he didn't inhale. I just, (laughs) what happened? You saxophone playing motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Okay. Anyway. Yes, I inhaled. That was the point. Exactly. Um, okay, the next way that the stigma is changing. I'm sorry, guys. I have a jacket over my face. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> a dog re- passed some gas <laughs> in our record high-tech recording studio. <laughs> is that we have a burgeoning industry that is doing a really awesome job at normalizing cannabis use. Yes. Um, there are tons of brands that are popping up by the day, creating cannabis related products, normalizing use. What do you want to talk about here? Uh, well, a lot of these products that are made are made specifically to make things easier on you in your home, like lockable stash boxes that are smell proof. And all of the, um, edibles in Colorado, my God, they are so yeah, like their packaging and everything. It's and the way they're dosed now, mm-hmm. individual doses, it's just so much um more approachable. Absolutely. For people. It, I mean, it used to be because we Abby and I used to take the edibles, the medical edibles back in the day before it was recreationally uh, available, available, and my God, those things were I remember messed up, yeah, unpredictable as fuck, and like that's if you ever heard a horror story in the news, it was always based on some sort of edible type thing, and now the edibles, I mean, they're they have them so low dosage. This is nineteen oh six ones, yeah, yeah, are five milligrams each. Yeah, the chocolates, and um, but the funny thing is, is like even the technology that goes into creating those edibles now, like those chocolates, mm-hmm. um, five milligrams is even though it's a low dosage, is concentrated and should affect you and does, yeah, more like a. Uh, Higher dosage, like it's remember the Chiba Chews, like those were pretty high. I mean, I'm not saying it's the same experience, but it's very targeted now. It's like they're zoning in on how to make these more effective. Um, but what else I like about that is the packaging, like back to yes. that 1906 thing. 
Um, they're chocolates. They're actually, they don't taste awful. They taste delicious. And the packaging on them is just beautiful. It's not the boxes like open up a certain way. And, you know, the chocolates are a special shape that fit in these cool form fitted things. I mean, it's just, I think it's, they're doing a really good job of branding all that stuff. They look like pretty high end chocolate that you would buy. For sure. In a really pretty box. So even places like dispensaries are, Um, helping to normalize cannabis use just by like the way they're presenting themselves, Mm -hmm. their marketing, their user experience when the person gets there um, being super informative and educational, like the evolution of like the exit bag. Mm -hmm. And now it's like more of um, just a shopping experience, Mm -hmm. just like going to like a pharmacy or even a store. Um, And yeah, and the inside of those places are not scary at all. They're at very inviting. Oh, they're super inviting. Yeah, they really are. And they've always been very, um, there was usually like a security guard and there's always like a check-in place. That's just how these places work. Um, so the experience has always been kind of like, oh, this isn't like you know, weird or scary. Yeah. But it's just gotten better. The one thing I did want to say is when we went to Ajoya, there was no security guard that mm-hmm. I saw there. Did I, you see one? Mm-mm. So, I mean, that place was very open, you know, and talking about the evolution of a dispensary. I mean, that place was in a strip mall next to Noodles and Company. <laughs> yeah. Attached to it. Completely. Like a nice strip mall in Louisville, which is routinely voted one of the best places in America to live. Yeah. It's not cheap. And um, it has everything and it's pretty new. Like everything's pretty new out there. Yeah. But um, when we went in, you know, talking about the evolution of the dispensary, there are some dispensaries you can still go to to this day where you walk in and you feel like you're going to visit someone in jail. Um, <laughs> because you, yes. you walk in a little weird, sterile meeting room and there's an armed guard standing there. Hey, and, what's up? And they're always so nice. Yeah, they're super nice. But it's like, you know, hey, let me see your ID. And they take all your paperwork and they hand it to somebody behind a bulletproof glass window. And then at least, you know, when you get called and you go into the room, um, that's usually pretty nice. And, you know, displays are nice. But this place that we went was you walk right in the door. You see everything. There's no waiting room. There's no Mm -mm. armed guard. It was all open. And then there was like a check-in desk. Yeah. And you can see behind the desk, you can see everything they sell. So it was amazing. Yeah. They take you customer by customer to a different spot. This is how a lot of dispensaries work now, like commercial dispensaries. Um, So there's different uh, cashiers and you do your whole buying experience like at the cash register almost. Yeah. Um, With one person, with one bed tender um, who just talks you through everything. So, yeah, they're really trying to make it not scary in every aspect, everything. So, you know, even buying um, a bong online is I remember Mm -hmm. a few years ago you and I ordered uh, we used to order bongs here and there from some go-go pipes, go-go pipes. And it was like kind of under the radar and, you know, it would arrive in a very discreet, weird box. Really inexpensive. And, yeah. Um, but we and you felt weird doing it. But now you go and it's like the websites are very nice and like well designed and mm-hmm. everything's super easy, like Dank Geek. Oh, and the know? other. Yeah. And that there are brands now that people just kind of know. <clears throat> yep. So like Diamond Glass and Grab Labs and mm-hmm. like, we. oh, yeah, there's a Instagrammer that uses a bon- that bon- that mm-hmm. brand. 
Um, oh, and I know it's good quality. Yeah. yeah. So. So, like, when you get your bong now, they're very nice. Desi- they're well-designed. They're clean. They usually, are like, kind of almost logo-less, and it's just all glass, and they're just very – and you can tell you got a quality product, and it's it, it looks like it's well-made, I oh, guess yes. is what I'm trying to say. Um, all right. We're done with that one. So, the next one is – and this kind of rolls into the last one. We kind of morphed it together, I guess. Dispensaries are the new pharmacy, is what you said. Yes. Um, and – what I mean by that is um, when you go to a dispensary, yes, you can go to a recreational dispensary. But to get they're going to treat you the same and talk as far as rec- um, recommending yeah. a product. Yeah. And they're going to they're not going to ask you like, how do you how do you want to get fucked up? They, they're they <laughs> asking you, well, what do you, you know? What are you looking for? What kind of sim- what kind of pains are you looking to relieve or like, what do you tra- what do you want? What do you how do you want to feel? And, you know. They really coach you along to try to help you figure that out. So if you go in there and you're a newbie for the first time and you're like, I don't know, I just want to try it. They're going to try to guide you through the process. The other thing is like, you know, at the pharmacy, how the pharmacists were always like, make sure that you know how to take your damn pills. Yes. Or drugs or whatever. Um, They're kind of like that, too. Like if you have questions, like tons of dispensaries have little things like papers or small pipes and stuff. So you can um, go out of there with something you don't consume at the dispensary, but they'll at least help you get something to help you get started. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like or they'll recommend like, oh, well, if you don't have a bong or anything, I might suggest a Mm pre-roll, you know, or try this edible. Right. So they're there to help you and figure it out. And then they also um, ask you questions about how much you think you might need. They're not going to try to make you buy an ounce of cannabis if you're like a first time user and you're just experimenting or trying to like see what works best for you so usually the sizes are pre-portioned just like medicine you would get and um yeah you buy it like that so they're the new pharmacists pharmacias would you agree Mm -hmm, i would agree okay and lastly the way we even talk about this stuff has changed the language yes so um I don't think it's proper anymore to say marijuana. I think now we say cannabis. We do. And why is that? I don't really know. But <laughs> I, I feel like it's really just trying to redirect everybody because um, marijuana has been so stigmatized by the war on drugs. Um, cannabis evokes the actual plant. You know what I mean? And the plant itself... Um, does so many things. Marijuana is like the specific dried preparation right. of cannabis. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but cannabis is a plant that's been around forever <laughs> since. Yeah. Since we have been here and, and our bodies are actually biologically like made to um, with like cannabinoid receptors. And guess what the cannabis plant has? cannabinoids what okay all right um so using the term cannabis in lieu of things like weed pot or marijuana um is helpful i still wish i mean we'll still say it but you know but yeah the the term that's widely accepted is cannabis also Mm -hmm. you know people 
even break it down even further and they will say, you know, how much THC is there or CB, you know, you'll hear terms like THC and CBD and which CBN. Is, yeah. Which are all cannabinoids. Right. And so like the regularly person is now knowing um, things like that. Yeah. And also uh, how we use it. So you might not hear getting stoned as much as you might hear getting medicated now. I think that people are really starting to say they're getting medicated to try to get away from the whole stoner thing. Would you agree? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we say get stoned, too. But I'm just saying other things that are popping up in the vernacular. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is it. Those are some of the ways that the stigma is changing. I think it's pretty good. I do, too. I'll tell you what's going on. It's uh, you've got a lot to say. I got a lot to say, and it's freezing cold outside, and yes. my plants are in a greenhouse still with a little space heater, and they're doing good. Um, I Those will. Poor s- things. I know. I gotta be. <gasps> oh dear. Is everything okay? I spilled a bunch of bong water. Okay, but the bong's okay, right? Yeah. Oh, but who I cares? A bunch of bong That's water. okay. Don't worry about that. Okay, so. Yeah, um, and I got to be honest with you, there are two, right when you walk in my greenhouse, there's two gigantic tall-ass plants, mm-hmm. on one on either side, and they're just like barely starting to flower. I'm going to oh, no. I'm gonna destroy them. <gasps> I made the decision this morning when I went out there. I'm like, Aww. I don't know what else to do because I can't, I don't want to, Yeah. you know, I don't want to be walking out there in the snow to check on two plants that are growing like... At a snail's pace, and they don't even want to be making marijuana. <laughs> but in the back of the tent, uh, grow, I'm not tent. In the back of the greenhouse, there's uh, several plants that are doing very, very well. Nice, thick, dense colas. Um, nothing crazy. I mean, like they're. I don't think it's going to be like a massive yield, but I think you're going to no. the, the ones that we do have are going to the buds that. <laughs> are going to come off those plants are going to be good. So that's what's going on outside. Can you tell me what the strains are? Do you know? Yeah, I have my grow book right here, honey. Um, what we have out there is... We have um, Blue Boy. Ooh. We have G6. What? We have Gorilla Glue. Yes. And we have... Um, These are the ones that have a, have buds on them? Yeah. And we have Platinum Girl Scout cookies. Ooh. Um, that's probably the only yeah. one I've tried. Did I say R18? Uh, you know what? I don't think R18 is going to make it because it's one of the ones that is massive. and not. Yeah. That's okay. Um, so Platinum Girl Scout cookies, Blue Boy, Gorilla Glue, and G6. That's so, fun. So that's what we got out there in that house, uh, greenhouse. The other thing I want to mention is, okay, so I think I mentioned this a little bit last week. And we're on the road now to this. I have been working with our good friends up in Boulder at Black Dog LED. Black Dog LED makes the best grow lights there are. And I can remember when I first was looking for grow lights, I would look on the all the websites and do my research and be like, oh, man, I wish I had some Black Dog LED grow lights. Mm. I, just, I just can't justify it right now. Mm-hmm. Well, now I got myself 
they these generous folks and I are partnering up because they have just released um they're going to be selling an entire grow kit and I think I mentioned that last week. So what it is is a tent, a light, um smart pots, containers, pipettes to measure nutrients, trimmers, um Everything. fans, you name it. I mean like it's in this kit. Hangers, they've even like thrown in crazy things like a humidity detector that will kick your exhaust fan on if it gets too dry in there. I mean, like it's got everything. So they loaded me up yesterday with their Phytomax 2 800 and a 600 series. Um, I put the 800 in my own. These are lights. Tents. Yeah. And this thing is gigantic. Like I had, Scary gigantic. Like I would put the ratchet <laughs> things on. I lowered, like I put the grow light on the floor of my tent and I lowered the ratchet things down and then I had to ratchet like left and right side at a time to hoist it up and the bar was bending on the top of the tent so I quickly lowered it down and I put another bar so now there's two holding it up and that thing one light the thing I'm so excited for is in my old grow tent I had about four or five LED lights going at once to grow these plants you only need one and on my Instagram feed, I actually posted a picture from there. They had one plant in a three by three tent with one light and it was scrogged to death. And that thing's going to make like two pounds of stuff when it's, it's done. It's insane. So anyway, I'm going to. Um, one plant. One plant. And so what I'm going to do is they gave me their, I think it's a three by three tent. And I'm going to video. I'm going to do weekly videos where I'm going to first put it together and kind of talk about everything that's in the tent. Set it up, put some clones in there, and then I'm going to grow and I'm just going to update it every week. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to see like how this kit works. And then if it's awesome, maybe everybody will go out and buy a kit from them and be like, this is what I'm going to do. But regardless, I'm going to have some weed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be awesome. I'm very excited. So uh, I'm going to hopefully try to do that this week. And I'm going to try to get started on that with your help. The stoner mom. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. That's right. And that's it. That's what's going on in Dave's Grow. That's what's going on in Dave's Blow. Blow. Hi. Hey there. Hey. So, um... I heard you have some box or something coming out tomorrow. <laughs> the Stoner Mom Essentials box comes out today because this comes out on Wednesday. Oh, that's right. But you people that get it early, it's not it's not out yet. It's out tomorrow. This is a box that I put together with Sensi Box, um, which is a subscription kind of stoner box company. Um, so anyway, we put together a box of stuff that I love. It will set up the new stoner, the established stoner, the annoying hipster stoner that we were describing earlier. It will make anybody's day, lifetime, year. Okay. Um, and yeah, it launches today. You can go to thestonermom.com slash essentials. Check it out. Check out what's in the box. It's jam packed, you guys. Um, there's a way to smoke. There's a way to vape. There's beautiful stuff. There's CBD lotion. There's um, a patient journal. 
There's a dash ball. There's two Urbana cases that are gorgeous. One is for a pipe. One is for a vape. There's a whole Source Vapes orb, which is the shit. Okay, that's a big deal. There's a Phoenician grinder up in there. Um, there are these awesome wraps that I adore. Um, the high hemp wraps. These are CBD wraps. Totally organic. I love them. They taste like mangoes. Um, and then also the king palms, which are phenomenal. And they're pre-rolled, so you don't have to know how to roll anything. You just jam it full of your weed. And those are made out of palm leaves. They are so cool. Those are the ones that I say make me feel like um, coconut princess, Polynesian princess, something like that. Um, what else? That's it. More awesome stuff. There's some can of smack up in there. Um, so check it out. Oh, and some hemp, uh, some beeswax hemp wick. It's really cool. I love it. And it, yeah, is awesome. So go to thestonermom.com slash essentials for that. And yeah, if you only know me from this podcast, I have another podcast called Ask the Stoner Mom. That's a daily podcast. Um, well, five days a week. And then go to thestonermom.com. We have so much media and information and stuff up on that website. It's been going around. It's been going on since 2014. I've been writing there for a long time. Um, yeah, I have a lot of strain reviews and gear reviews and other stuff like that. So also... Lastly, please subscribe to our podcast if you like it and because you will never miss an episode that way. And you guys, we would love your ratings in iTunes, your reviews and ratings. It would really, really help out the show. It helps that algorithm so iTunes knows to show us to people. Um, so if you have any time at all, that would be so much appreciated and we would love to read a new review on the show. We haven't gotten to do that in a long time, and it honestly kind of breaks my heart a little bit. I mean, I will say people are giving more five-star reviews. They're just not leaving reviews, and that's okay, but it is fun to read them. Don't you think? I love the names. Maybe you can write something ridiculous, and we'll just have to read it out loud. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that's what are we going to do now? Well, now what we're going to do is I'm going to quickly edit this podcast and get it um, ready to go. For our patrons. For our patrons over at Patreon. And then um, we have many things to do today because um, it's Halloween and I have a Halloween parade to go to at my daughter's school. And then uh, I'm going to probably make a, some eggs or something. Would you like some eggs? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm a smoothie for you then. Mm-hmm. Okay, coffee, chocolate smoothie. Ooh. That's what you're getting. Oh my god, that sounds fucking awesome. That's what you're getting. I love you. I love you too. I'm going to go from here straight up to the shower. Nice. And start getting beautiful. You already Halloween. are beautiful. Because I'm still in my m- mom drop-off morning outfit, which is Uggs, leggings, uh, pajama top covered by North Face hoodie. And glasses and no makeup. And apparently didn't brush my teeth either. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Mom and Dead are Stoned is made by us, David and Catherine. You can learn more about us at thestonermom.com. Like we said, subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review or rating, please. Follow David on Instagram, on the gram, at 
C.O. Weed Grower. Follow me everywhere at The Stoner Mom. We'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, be safe, be responsible, always be kind, and smoke weed every day if you so choose. Or vape it, or tincture it, or rub it on your body, or eat it in a gummy that isn't shaped like a bear because that's illegal now. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.